tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Ultimate Fighter Season 22 here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Cerise Serrano. It is week three of this show. Let me introduce you my co-host this uh, evening here. Over on the couch. On the couch. The couch. Jared Gilkerson. Live from the couch. Yes. That's it. That's all Live I got. Live from that the was, couch. Yeah, that's that, it. That was all I had. That was your big intro. I'm so glad to be here in this new, beautiful, bedazzled studio. Yes, we have. We're in new studio. Opening today. day. Yep. Hashtag opening day, opening guys. Opening day. Love it. And and Jared just wanted to be on the couch. First person Break on the in. couch. Yeah. That's right. Ever. Yeah. Breaking it in. Yeah. I love it. And across the table, Jonathan Mess. Hey, hello everyone. What an exciting episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into that later. Yes. Strudel and... boy. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Hashtag Strudel, Strudel boy. Yes, this apparently one. that's his new name. Or also Jiu-Jitsu man love, <laughs> if you want. I, I prefer Jiu-Jitsu. Well, I'm not sure now it's that I say it out loud. It's not what you prefer. That has <laughs> nothing to do with Just nicknames. introduce yourself. Yes. Jay Tan is here. Tanjay. Um, Tanjay. Yeah, Tanjay. Tanjay. Officially, not officially, but <laughs> yeah. Tanjay for the season. I got nothing because, guys, uh, we're going to have some zaniness and silliness in this episode. We are. So silliness. I got to play the straight man on this one yeah. here. <laughs> Strap in. We're in for a long ride. Oh, oh, boy. Boy. oh, boy. That says it all right there. Well, it's really exciting, though, that we, we do have a special guest joining us, I think via phone or Skype. I'm not sure. We'll find out in a second here. Chris Gritzmacher, who obviously won the fight. Grits. Grits. Yeah. The Grits. The Grits. Um, so we are going to have him joining us shortly. So we're really excited about that. Anyway, all right, let's get into this episode before Chris joins us. Mm. And I know Jay's looking at me like, oh boy, where are we even going to begin here? Oh boy. Um, I mean, let's start at the top, right? They they go immediately into Connor's coaching style, and Dana defends Connor. You know, he doesn't he skips AM pra- practice, but he's there in the PM and he's all in. And and I kind of get that look. I didn't expect him to not give a shit. Because Whoa! He's a, Whoa! No, sorry. That's First said, day in the new studio. And apparently, neither does <laughs> Surrey. They said that um, because he is a champion, and when you're a champion, you're a fighter, and you want to give your best. So he doesn't. He's so he's not there in the morning. Does that bother you? Well, um, no. I mean, there's there's two different ways of, of looking at this, as there always is, right? With uh, with anything, but yeah. um, a, a valid point is raised that with the Ultimate Fighter, what we see was 13 weeks of training, and to us. Was it two and a half months, three three months, a little over three? That's a lot of time. But with these guys, the way that it happened in real time, it was six weeks or less, and there is only so much that you can uh, learn um, in in six weeks. You can learn stuff, but there's only so much. And especially season twenty two of this series, guys yeah. know are going in there to make a name for themselves to get into the UFC. So you should have done all the hard work there. And then this is just another process. This is not about learning what it's like to be a fighter. We've figured it out by now. 
And if you haven't, you can go on the Fight Pass at UFC.com for $9.99 and watch all the old episodes <laughs> of Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> and Connor was honest about this from the beginning, which we talked about in episode one, how he said, like, this is going to be his process. And he was going to bring in these trainers for them. And the, the main goal he had for them was to keep them fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. stay healthy, stay fresh, because you're having so many fights within a short period of time. Yeah. Don't get injured. Um, and then, yeah, it was what they brought to the table when they came in, which we are seeing, you know, for some some of them, it's not not as much as we expected. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all from the couch. Uh, <laughs> Jared at the, the couch, ladies it's, and gentlemen. It's, 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 you know, it just proves he's a much busier fighter than Uriah is at this point in his career. Uh, and I'm surprised he hasn't used that yet because that line, I think, is coming. Yeah. But he's brought in because he's the, one of the biggest names in the sport right now. And... Yeah, he's not going to make two practices with these bums. I mean, I mean that on. doesn't does that make him you know does that make him less of a coach than Uriah Faber? No, just a different style. It's a completely different style. I I will say that I think that probably the American squad is getting uh, a better. Um, I guess a better advantage through their coach. I think Uriah being more hands-on, being more present, he's going to be able to bring you know a, a, a bit more experience to the table when they're actually training. Um, so I would say, yeah, I think it does help the fighters probably a little bit just to have you know a little more experience in their corner and someone who's always with them the and who's working harder. Around. Yeah, that presence really helps just having it more often. It's okay. a stylistic thing. It's definitely that. Um, some guys respond better to feeling like the coach is really in it to win it with them in the trenches. Other guys, um, you know, some people could could look at Connor's style and say, "I this is I, I'm, I'm speaking his language and he's speaking mine. I've already done this. This is not my real team anyway, so I'm just here to do what I can advance in the show and, and in the season. And we're just gonna make the best that we can out of out of six weeks and." There is stuff that Connor can, uh, lends to them, and, and you know, and teaches them at uh, at night. So, it's it's a stylistic thing. I wouldn't be surprised if there's European guys that wish that they had that kind of hands on. Uh, in the trenches thing that, that Uriah is giving the Americans and vice versa too you know yeah, and I, I would say it's it's even percentages look if you were to have the difference in coaches right but one coach is offering you a 1% chance of learning something new in the midst of training which if Uriah is present and can give them a new outlook on something that's just that just raises the chances of them being in a situation and having the clarity to go oh I have to pass here I have to do this where maybe they didn't have it because you know they didn't have the proper coach they in that morning session to it. yeah I think it comes down to what do you guys think? Okay, Uriah's team is 2 0 at this point. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they wouldn't be 2 0 if you switched the coaches? I think, in, at least in these first two fights, it has come down to purely those two guys and the European teams being overmatched yeah. skill wise in every way so far. And we can get into the fight later, but yeah. that was a com- the, co- the guy was completely overmatched. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. These two fights, Ryan Hall was gonna, you know, heel hook that first guy, and this one, Gritz's conditioning was just out of this world, and and Sasha could not keep up at in, all in the second and third rounds. To be fair, oh, yeah. the first round was close, and Sasha got that first round. Uh, that's not on my card. That's why we went. No, but it actually he actually did. <laughs> You weren't there. You didn't judge shit. I was on the couch. So stay on the damn couch, son. This is why you were put on the couch, buddy. Buddy, buddy. Let me tell you here. So now, realistically, he he did win the first round. That's why we went to a third round. There's something to be said for the fact that yeah, the first round was super close. Um, I could, in my gut, I just I scored it for uh, for Sasha, even though we had um, grits dropped him uh, twice. I was surprised it didn't really sound based on crowd effect. It didn't really sound like. 
he had it was a drop from uh you know from from a strike at least that first one but to me it looked like he dropped him with a right yeah. early in the first round um Sasha was working the bottom working from bottom a lot and that's what you know his his activity with his jiu-jitsu from the bottom that was what leaned me towards giving him the round yeah. but there were a couple of really good strikes that Gritz landed and later on he dropped him with a knee um you know so it could have gone either way but yes, afterwards, the second and third rounds were were all grits. Is yeah. this what you expected from these two fighters? Uh, yes. Grits, yes. Gr- yeah. Gritty grits, yeah. Gritty um, grits. You look all at right. this <laughs> gritty grit. There you go. Another nickname. We're gonna see how long we can go without Struggle giving Surrey one whole weekend. I'm gonna give the the, the guests are gonna end up with a <laughs> with guest nickname. I don't mean it, Everyone darling. But me. We will get you one. Yeah, we, um, okay. yeah. One will come organic. We could ask I'm part uh, of the group, guys. I'm we, part of yeah. the group. We could ask our Twitter followers or uh, YouTube followers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've already got Strudel Boy here oh, and Tanjay <laughs> uh, Tan in for the season or Strudel Boy slash Jujitsu Jujitsu Man Crush Man Love. I do. I know Jujitsu Man Crush. I I. I do because oh look, I, I I'm a huge Ryan Hall fan. Yes, yeah. you huge are. fan. So okay, I'm let's just go. Let's meet someone in the middle. Jujitsu Man Strudel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's the worst. Amazing. I love. It. That's the worst Jiu-Jitsu of all of them. Strudel. But we and can get Nick. Uh, I don't have one yet. Oh. I did Jerry have a ba- I did have a backyard wrestling uh, persona, and I'm sometimes still called oh that. Um, and it. some of the videos he's still exist. He's the couch. You're the couch. Oh, I don't the, couch. Be the couch. You're the oh, couch. You're the couch. You're the guys, couch, buddy. I'm just checking because we, I, I'm the, our new studio, and we have technical difficulty. I just, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that we don't have Chris on the line. Chris, Chris, you with us? Chris. Okay, good. We're just checking. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, we're. You can tell we're having a lot of fun here. And, and, uh, yeah, it's one of those and, late night shows. And this yes. is one of those episodes where I think we're going to have a lot of fun tonight because the actual episode itself. <laughs> It was not a whole lot. Oh, not a whole well, lot. Do we want to dive into? Yeah, tell yeah, me, let's, Jay, let's because you were very this. vocal about this before we started. Tonight. Well, we had three rounds, as we discussed here, yeah. and when you do that, you got to what forty-two minutes. The more rounds you have in a match, then Less the more they're going to cut out of actual shows and house stuff and things like that. I'm sure we'll get more of it as the season goes on, later episodes. But this one, it felt a little bit. Uh, I'm concerned a bit because. We went. It, we kind of got into a pattern that hurt last season. I thought, yeah. um, where a lot of the time we were just going into the, um, you know, getting to know the two fighters. Maybe there's you know one segment of of house antics, and then we go into getting ready for the fight. But it, it was so I got to say, kind of milk toast and, and un. Uh, what's the word? Mm, An- anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot going on. No. There wasn't meat and potatoes in this. This wasn't the chunky. So much food. Show, uh, so many food references. Meat, oh. fruit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no yeah. toast. How was your take on it? Because you've always had a very vocal opinion about how the show is produced. Oh, it's coming in from the couch. Um, yes. Coming in from the couch. Yeah, yes. what, uh, we've got word over at the couch. Uh, I, ha- I have a, a, a question if they actually did watch the fight together uh, at the house. I don't think they did. Really? Oh, that's uh, a fun segment too. You're right. When they, when they did the wide shot behind them, you could tell that the the image of the of the pay per view was kind of was superimposed on the flat screen, mm-hmm. kind of like you know they put really? it in screen, and then they notice. and then they had and then they always had the shot from where the TV was, the wall that the TV was on. They never you never saw them react mm. to them watching the fight. So I there mean, were a couple cutaways. But never, you can never see the yeah. screen in the same shot. I don't yeah. think they right. did. It's kind of funny because then I was just looking to see how good or bad the actor, what the acting was for the fighters. Right. So I, was, I think I was watching like uh, Grits at one point, and, he, yeah. and they're all just kind of, they're all just sitting, they're just like, all right. 
<laughs> I think Uriah was in, really into it. I have a theory yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was noticing the same thing. I was really curious. <laughs> yeah. Because they they're showing the pay per view. Um, it was. Um, not, I'm sorry. Not it was a uh, UFC in Chicago or UFC on Fox. Fox. Dillashaw yes, defending right. against right. Hennen Burrell. Yeah. And that was the main event, which mm-hmm. was running. I should double check actually, but I'm 90 percent sure. The, especially that was on the like the East Coast or Midwest. Midwest, Chicago time. Okay, so it aired at night here. The main event airs at night. Every UFC, yeah. the main event is at night. By the time it's dark, y'all, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it was. the windows were uh, wide open. Yeah, you're right. It, it, I'm guessing oh, yeah. it was I, it was either a shot that was set up for the sake of cutting to it, yeah, or sure. or they were watching the prelims, which very well could have that been the case. Been. That's when you know it's not a great episode when they're promoting <laughs> UFC on UFC for people who are already watching UFC. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I think they hooked well, me on Nos this week, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, was I don't, waiting I don't for that. remember I any Nas this episode. They did a huge ad, <laughs> but uh, they hooked me because they. What do you make? What do you? What do they say? Nas is with what? What is it? What is it? It's with something six. I'm with, not sure. They, I don't know what they promote. Um, I drink I, Monster. Yeah, oh, Rockstar. Oh. Rockstar. <laughs> but and I, you're yeah. gone. Actually, no. What, no. what are we talking Nike. about? Monster is on the canvas as well. Is it? Yeah, yes. They never promote. Yeah. It's not it's all over the place. It's a big green M right no. in the middle. Well, wait. While, while you guys are talking about, you know, Dillashaw, you know, and Connor mm. brought it up too against, you know, Uriah Faber, is, do you agree, is that Faber's only fight to be had? No. <laughs> no. I mean, come on. The guy's a huge name. That that's a ridiculous question, but it's great for Connor. I mean, it's right. a great. Yeah, he, he brought it up. Right, you brought it up. It's a great talking point. Little needling. But Uriah is such a big name in the sport, uh, even though he might be a little long in the tooth, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion, and many other people's opinions. Uh, no, he's got tons of fights. But Connor already sounds like he could be a great promoter because 100%. that fight would be huge. That, that, honestly, I loved what Connor said there. I I th- I was I like agree. when he said it, I went. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's your fight. Like, if you want, like, you want a big pay per view event, you want some. That's your fight right there. Are they trying to build up Uriah and Connor with? The, can they build them up through they this could. show? They through could. this show, Are they, can had, they build it? Well, initially they've they announced when they paired these guys up on the show that they wouldn't be fighting each right. other. Yeah. and you've got Frankie Edgar. You've got. Um, uh, I was going to say Cub Swanson. That's not the case. Who's who's Frankie fighting? Um, I'm blanking. Oh, jeez. Somebody. Uh, it's announced. Come on, uh, uh, YouTube, yeah, help yeah. us out. Not Joe B. Um, yeah. Blah, Men- Money Mendez. Yeah, right. right, right. M M&M. and <laughs> M. Yeah. So Frankie Edgar has already been. Um, you know, you, you got Frankie Edgar. You got uh, uh, Money Mendez, who you know would would have more of a full camp. They're fighting on the same show that uh, Connor is, um, and Uriah has got his match against uh, Frankie Sainz. Saints. I apologize for butchering that name. That's the day before Connor's fight in December. Um, and on top of that, I just had read um, in the Observer, the Wrestling Observer newsletter, that uh, Frankie is going to be the kind of the um, the reserve guy if Al- uh, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo, or McGregor gets injured. Frankie Edgar is going to get that fight, so the uh-huh. title, title match will happen. So um, Uriah is not going to be well next year, maybe. Hang, hang on, yeah. sorry guys, I got to interrupt because I do believe we have Chris on we the got line. Grits. Oh, we got grits. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, Hi there. What's up? Welcome. Thanks for joining us. I know it's kind of late. Oh, he dropped the phone. Uh, no, I don't. I'm here still. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, are you okay? okay? We didn't know you were on the line. <laughs> well, welcome. We, we really appreciate you taking time um, to join us tonight and talk about this week's episode. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome. Nice. Well, we, let's jump in. We were just talking about your fight. Okay. Um, are you coming to us from uh, – are you in Arizona now? 
I'm in Arizona. You yeah. back home? Okay. Cool. Uh, I assume you watched the episode, right? I did. Yeah, you're watching the episode. We heard uh, Ryan Hall said last, well, it was on the show, actually, that uh, he said he wasn't going to be watching. Are you, You're following all the episodes this season? Oh, I, I definitely am, man. Yeah? Uh, you know, it's being a small time, you don't get a whole lot of exposure, and, you know, like, people want to come see you, but... We know on Fox Sports One, man. You know it's it's a little easier for people to rally behind you and come yeah. meet up and you know and maybe share a beer with you. Yeah, you know, what, kind, of, <laughs> kind of do this whole thing with you. What did you think about this episode? It was cool. Yeah, it was definitely cool, man. Um, they showed a lot of our fight, man. We had we had a long fight, so I, I feel like it took up a long, uh, pretty good portion of the television. <laughs> yeah, time. <it> did. yeah. <laughs> just mentioning that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, you guys went to to three rounds here. Um, I don't know how many more go. Uh, it's kind of a, a rarity. We don't often see that. You don't see a whole lot of them. An Ultimate Fighter. Um, what was your take on it? Did you feel? Um, did you feel that it was three rounds or two? Because uh, me personally, you know, I mean, I can I, looking at it. I can I could maybe you know trying to be objective. I could guess I could look at it and be like I could argue for him and, and say you know maybe Sasha did win that first round. But you know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I'm biased because you know sure, I, yeah, I, I feel like I won that first round. Yeah. But, you know, but then the second round's kind of you know it's definitely dominant, and I think third round's definitely dominant. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm curious to hear, man. Not to jump in, but um, in that first round again, again, the um, Sasha was dropped twice. The first, last time or the second time was off of a knee that was pretty blatant. But that first time. I was a little bit surprised. It looked like you dropped him hard with a right, mm-hmm. and uh, but it didn't, it didn't sound like anyone was really reacting. Did you make contact on that? Do you remember that punch at all? You know, man, I think I hit him, but I, I think it's more of like one of those he uh, his foot hit the cage, and I didn't really like I didn't really clip him. Like I might have touched him, but I think some of that had to do his footing, and I just happened to be pushing him at the right time. He kind of he kind of fell down and he popped up real quick but did you, no, I didn't I don't think I, that wasn't that wasn't clean I didn't like really land that hard or hit him, hmm. hit him hard I mean I, I connected but it wasn't like something I I can't say I actually popped him or hit him with a clean shot that wasn't mm-hmm. You know, I, I noticed in the fight, especially in that in that first round, he was seemed to be he tagged you with uh, quite a few shots. You know, qu- gave you quite a few knees. But when you just like drop, you would drop him with one blow. I mean, did you notice like um, I guess a difference in power in terms of like the way he struck compared to you? You know, um, it's funny. I got my friends kind of. You know, my, my friends are brutal. They'll, they'll be honest. They're they're like, well, man, he was kind of catching you. You know, but uh, I kind of feel like. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take your hits, and it's gotta be something quality. Whatever you're gonna put out there, right? You, you know, when you're in the fight, it's gonna be time, energy, you know. And then when you give something up, I mean, just engaging, you kind of give something up, even though you may have started off with the lead of hitting somebody, but like at the same time, you also give up something at the same time. So I think he, I don't know if it was his camp or you know the way McGregor and. and you know, his team had told him to come out and fight, come out hard, or, you know, again, two rounds is, is short, you know, like, it's, it doesn't seem like, so it's kind of a sprint, and that's kind of how I felt, man, I felt like this guy was rushing his punches, you know, he was rushing the knees, like, he was kind of pushing in on me, and so it's kind of hard to be able to throw power in your knees when you're also trying to push the same body, like, you know, you can't do two things at once, you know, mm-hmm. you can't throw a kick and a punch, you can't shoot a takedown and, you know, kick somebody at the same time, it just doesn't work that way, so I kind of just felt like I took my time, and when I threw, 
I threw with purpose, and I wasn't trying to rush myself, you know. It's good, very good. Point. Hey, grits, Jared here. Uh, I think couch. you won me over with this this episode. I really enjoyed uh, um, your coach Uriah said at the beginning that the only fault he sees that is you possibly you are too willing to take abuse. But of course, as a fan, uh, <laughs> we love hearing that. I love hearing that because you know you're going to get a nice action fight. So I guess it's a two-parter. So what's your reaction to when your coach says something like that? And the second part is, I don't think I've ever seen a fighter, especially on this show, that's used more body parts to hurt somebody. Oh yeah, and, right? and I love—I mean, I love the use of the shoulders and and you know banging his head into the ground and and just kind of you're you're so calm when you're when you're on top and you're in control. So I guess one, what's your reaction to Uriah's? saying that you're maybe a little too open at some points and two tell me how you you learned how to use all these you know different body parts and just utilize your entire body in a match well uh, i guess okay so the, i guess the first question is about uriah and uh, honestly you know he he's a he's a he's a good fighter and he's, he's a great martial artist and you know being a part of the show uh, you know he's, he's a he's a pretty dang good coach too um but at the end of the day, he's he's not really my coach, you know. So um, he's just watching from the outside, kind of looking in. Like he doesn't really know, you know, my story or how I train or what I think or what my mentality is. So much to say. So I think he's just he's just kind of saying something, you know, um, that from what he sees, you know, as a coach and as a as a martial artist, you know, something he would like to change. And he actually on the show. Um, had said, uh, you know, just a little bit of urgency, just you know, not to walk in there all calm and relax. And but the reality is, I trained myself to be like that. So again, coming into the second, you know, like it's a it's a big purpose for me that every day in my training that, like, you don't want to make a fight a fight. You know, like obviously when you're in a fight, it's this hectic and, and intense thing. But you know, there's plenty of jobs out there in the world where people have to deal with this sort of same anxiety, stress, uh, you know, with some, some version. And eventually, you, you know, when you train for these things, you want to just be uh, as calm as you possibly can be. So I purposely try to be as calm as I possibly can be. And, uh, you know, that kind of allows you to think. And then, you, you know, like you can hurt somebody with anything. And, uh, you know, you can use, you know, like sometimes you don't have to hurt somebody by hitting them. Sometimes you just squeeze in somebody or – you know, pushing your hand on their face or doing something to kind of smother them, can grind somebody up and get them to move or, you know, get them to feel uncomfortable. So, you know, being calm just kind of allows you to think, what, where are you at? What can I do? What do I have available? You know, um, Sasha's a pretty good fighter. And, you know, like I think a good portion of that fight, he, he didn't want to get hit anymore. So he did the right thing. And, you know, he's trying to tie my hands up and he's moving his hips underneath me. And I had to work a lot on top, but, you know, I wrestled and I, I, I do jujitsu and I do a combination of grappling techniques and it just, you know, you just kind of stay calm and just keep working and you find things and just to make somebody uncomfortable. And may I say, like, in terms of conditioning, you, you look top notch in that house, man. People get tired in there, but you, you never look tired. No, I, you know, it's, it, it, again, it's just, it's about being calm. It's about just being calm and just, uh, trying to work as little as possible if you do all the right things you don't have to work as hard and if you do all the right things that means they're probably not doing all the right things so they're probably having to work hard you know it, it's always it's always funny in a fight you know because it's like 
it's truly not a performance based sport. Like if if you were a swimmer, like like Lance Armstrong, like doing cycling, that's a performance based sport. You know, Michael Phelps, that's a performance based sport. You know, Michael Johnson when he was sprinting, that's that's a performance based sport. Those go out there and they push the limits of what the human body can actually do. And to be honest, you know, fighting, you can be the lazy man. If you have the right technique, you can be the lazy man and you don't get tired, you know. Like uh, if your martial arts is really good, you know, you should be 80 years old and still be able to whoop somebody's ass with, you know, as, as little as little effort put put forth, you know. I love it. That's true. I, yeah. That's the next pay-per-view, I think. Yeah. 80-year-old uh, man. 80-year-old yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, yeah that's the name of the, that's the, be the name of the pay-per-view. Really quick, how, how do you think your conditioning holds up against the rest of the house? Um, I'm sorry, say that again? How do you think your conditioning holds up against the rest of the house? Your I think if we went and ran and, uh, I think if we went and ran and sprinted as hard as we could for as long as we could, I think I'd, I think I'd win that match. Wow, nice. We got a couple of questions here. Uh, some friends are joining us in the chat room that I'm reading off, uh, Live here, shout out to my man Joe Boza, Joe, and Joe. and Brian Fernandez here. Got some uh, Hi, a couple of good ones. I'm going to hit both. Yeah, uh, really both for you. Joseph is asking, was Uriah's head in the match, knowing that Connor was starting the mess uh, about uh, Uriah and TJ? There's a question about you know how much uh, do do you feel grits that uh, that Uriah was with you there, you know, mentally for that match. And then Brian, he also is asking, was there anything training wise you felt like you had to work on? To work on more as far as p- kicking power or punches. Thoughts on either of those questions, man? Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the first one? Sure. It was, it was about Uriah. You know, Connor is play, trying to play those mind games about Uriah versus TJ, and uh, it, did did that take Uriah out of uh, out of the game plan, out of the moment? You know, with the you. The impression I get from Uriah is is he's a pretty busy guy. Mm-hmm. So I think he kind of just deals with things, you know, as they come. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when Connor wasn't there, out of sight, out of mind. And so he mm-hmm. focused at the task at hand, and that was coaching us. And then, you know, obviously we're not, you know, we're not really, we're not really coaching because we're, we're in here doing, you know, weigh-ins or, you know, fight stuff. And mm-hmm. so that, that whole banter going back and forth, you know, I think maybe his focus, his attention was there. But I, I, I don't think so, man. I think Uriah, when, when he was doing his thing, he was he was in it, you know. Yeah. Did those you think that uh, uh, that Connor made any headway there in in terms of the mind games, or you think Uriah just blew it off? I think he blew it off. I think Uriah is a is a yeah. pro and he's been around, man. He's he, he ain't that ain't, that ain't getting to him. Mm-hmm. Now, how about the training? Was there anything in particular as you went in there for the six weeks that you wanted to that you were focusing on on improving during that time? You know, they have uh, they had Ed. Sorry, I don't want to mess his name up, but he was uh, Ed. Ed was our, was basically the guy holding pads. If you you watching the highlight clips, he's holding the mitts for me at the yellow yeah. tie. Edmund Bilabisu, yeah, right? Yes, will be. He was he was a stud. That guy was awesome. Man. He's my Facebook he, uh, buddy. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he he's he he was awesome. That guy was sick. Nice. Like, he was he was a great tie pad holder, and then just just talking to him and. Learn hearing a little about his story, like that dude was legit. And I've, I've trained with some people and done some stuff, but that dude was cool. I, I liked him a lot. I like training with him again. He's somebody I would I would look forward to training with again. And then uh, Uriah brought him in, and then um, honestly, Lance and between Lance and uh, Uriah teaching wrestling and showing some details, man, they're very uh, 
the, the devil's in the details. So whatever you're doing, if they can add details and they can make it simple and basic, but keep those details in, in there, you, you got good technique. And mm-hmm. they they were showing some really good simple simple. It was that's what was so great about it. It was simple stuff that made what you were doing just more effective because you know the devil again the devil's uh, the details are in the devil devil's in the the details are in the devil you know what that's (laughs) that is a perfect timing (laughs) comment because the passing of Yogi Berra today so that's that's great though you can reverse the you can reverse them R.I.P. Yogi yeah did you something from the couch yeah something from the couch something from the couch we're talking about Grits, we're talking about your training and what you worked on in the six weeks where you're there, and I kind of wanted to jump back a bit. That I, I was looking at your your pro record, and to me, you're a really smothering kind of guy. Like you really, I mean, uh, f- what is it? I wrote down that four of your last five fights have ended in TKO or a KO, and either with elbows or or your fists. I mean, you seem like a guy who's always had that power, but early on, uh, you you didn't have a KO until your sixth pro fight. So I wanted to see kind of that hill you had to get over as a fighter did, early on in your career because you had a loss early on and was there something that you really stressed that you like that you knew you had to improve in order to become a better fighter um you know our gym philosophy really john crouch man you just got to come in the gym and get better and uh you know there's no real blueprint for this sport so the way i looked at it was um as long as i'm in the gym getting better at something that's all that matters as long as I'm growing you know sometimes you can't measure what growth is but as long as I was growing as long as I felt like I was moving forward and that's really it you know sometimes you can do things in the gym and you get your opportunity to do it in the real the real thing the real time you know when it's supposed to count and uh, sometimes you don't pull the trigger because you're not confident enough in yourself and so you go to what you do to win you know and uh Really, I was working on a lot of stuff. I spent—I mean, I spent—I spent somewhere around six hours in the gym, and that's a—that's kind of a long day. And Jeez. those are intense hours. Yeah. Um, since I started doing this, which was back in like you know early 2007, and uh, I've been kind of putting those hours in. And you know, it's—you don't get—it's kind of one of the things you put a little penny in, in your piggy bank, you know. But the, this kind of this kind of investment, sometimes you don't get to choose when you want to pull out your savings. You know, it just happens. Hmm. So, it's a great know, analogy. Yeah, all right. It makes a lot of sense in the fight game. I mean, when the, yeah, when the so, opportunity arises, you jump at it, right? So that's kind of how my career evolved. I mean, I think I was better than I I was in my first couple of fights, but I just wasn't confident, or I wasn't developed enough, or seasoned, or I don't know what it was, you know? Because I felt like I feel like honestly, as my careers got on, you obviously get better because you're training. But I feel like every fight, I, I put on a better performance, and I've. I've done something new, or and, and that's a big point is to be able to open that uncomfortable, whatever your comfort zone is, is to make it bigger so that you know just people can't make you uncomfortable, you know, whatever that is for you, you know, if you're uncomfortable here or uncomfortable there. And I just continue to try to expand that so that nobody can make me uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, where do you see the most growth and, and improvement in your game since being in the house right now? Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, in the fight tonight, the the initial, um, you know, me and Sasha kind of, like, collided. And he grabs, like, an overhook. And so I have an underhook, you know. And making the most of moments like that, you know, that's not really uh, an exciting area. And it's uh, it's real close, so it's not like there's a whole lot of strikes. But 
you have to be able to take that area because it's a small amount of area. And, uh, you know, he has control of my arm. Like, he, he wizarded my arm up. He had it. He, he owned my arm for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I got to be able to, you know, make something of that. Sometimes people take stuff from you, and you got to, like, you know, kind of use their energy against them, you know. So really just more, like, kind of pummeling. And, and uh, I, I don't want to call I don't want to get stuck to names, you know, because, like, judo and Greco wrestling and Thai, they all kind of play in the same area, you know. But I don't want to call it, you know, one thing. There's there's plenty of martial arts that have uh, some of the similar movements. So I don't want to discredit any of them. But just really just playing in that area, you know, being, you know, kind of nose to nose in that clinch, judo, tie, you know, pummeling arms kind of area, you know. Mm-hmm. You can call it the anxiety hold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I I get anxiety like watching his mat. That's why I love it because he's yeah, like he's just smothering Sasha, and you just don't want to be Sasha. And if I'm watching right. a match and I really yeah. don't want to be the other guy, then I am a fan of the other guy. <laughs> yeah, when you get a wrestler on top of you grinding yeah. it out, you know whether it's oh. on the mat or in the cage, you, you don't want to be that. It's, oh. That's a sucky day. You know, you know, a, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of. I guess bad publicity for for Sasha, and I just want to let everybody know, man. Sasha Sasha is not like some sissy, you know. Mm-hmm. I talked to Sasha after the fight, man, and, and uh, that dude's a good. He's he's first of all, don't mistake him because he's one of those cats that like you'll you take his his uh his weakness for kindness, you know, kindness for weakness. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he was actually a super nice dude, and uh, you know, Germany's not like I don't think MMA is legal in Germany. Yeah. And so he doesn't really have a team. Like I, I'm, I'm probably more fortunate than he is. I got a team with, with elite fighters, and I have a camp where you know I got instructors who do multiple things in my gym, and I don't have to go anywhere. And he's got a, he's got a club. He's got to go to one club, to another club, to another club, just to get mm. you know the, the same benefits that I have. You know, he's got to go to a wrestling club. He's got to go to uh, a, this club, or that club. You know, just to get the same work that I get in. You know. And honestly, I've hit people in past fights and even in, you know, just we're sparring and people quit. And you can say whatever you want, man, unless you walk in somebody else's shoes. You don't know what they're doing. But Sasha was pretty skilled, man. He wasn't just letting me whoop his ass. And I was trying. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think that that's he was, a, he was a tough dude, man? He was a tough dude. And I think yeah. some people dogged on him and are talking some shit. And honestly, man, like I, I think it shows poor character on their part, to be honest. Well, who was no, talking? Yeah, like would, would, would one of them possibly be? Uh, would their name anybody, possibly any, rhyme with? Anybody, anybody who wants to talk mess about somebody else's performance when they wouldn't put themselves out there, like you know, okay. like I could say the same thing about Uriah. Their coaches don't know shit about me, so for them to go out there and say that you know this, that, or another, when they don't really even know, you know, mm-hmm. they don't know who I am. So how are they going to tell you all the answers to a puzzle problem they don't even know? It doesn't make any sense. How did uh, you know? We saw a little bit about uh, Connor talking to to Sasha after the match, um, and and people are talking about that being. Kind I, heard, of, I heard him. He, he was hard. On, it heard, seemed pretty I heard, hard on. I heard him. I heard him during the fight. Do you yeah. think that? Yeah. Do you, do you think that yeah. that? Uh, or or I mean, you you would know. I don't, I don't know how you would you would you think you would do your best if I was sitting there calling you a pussy? Or oh hell no! Do yeah. you think you'd rise to the occasion if I'm sitting here? I mean, I'm not saying. That him yeah. him saying nothing or t- say hey you can do it you can you can root him on yeah. I'm not saying that's going to change the event but do you think that does anything constructive for Sasha do you think during the fight that that somehow whatever that 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 you need to dig down deep for to, to rise out of the ashes do you think any of that stuff was constructive do you for, know how for, do you know how it affected Sasha? Sasha 
uh, you know, afterwards? Did you talk with him in the house about that? Or yeah, you know? I mean, a little bit. You know, there's, yeah. there's, you know, I don't, I'm not here to, you know, we're on different, we were on different teams, and I wasn't, right. you know, like. He, he, he but you have loss. respect for him, obviously. Like you, you lost, right? Like that ain't no. I don't, I don't care who it is, right? A fight is a fight, and everybody looks at it that way. But a fight's really a story, and there's two sides to it. Mm-hmm. Like two guys are gonna fight, and somebody's gonna win, and that's just what it is. But there's always two sides to a story, and sometimes people, the guy who loses, the whole crowd thinks he's the guy that won, you know. And everybody's heart, right? The decision, the decision, you know, that was made by the judges, mm-hmm. this guy won. But in everybody's hearts who were watching it, they feel like the other dude won. And there's always controversy, you know. They're my my favorite fighter, this person's favorite fighter. But like generally, like sometimes a, a good fight, the the guy who really won it didn't technically win, you know. Mm-hmm. So are you, happens. So you're talking about you're talking about Connor as a coach. So I'm just going to ask you straight up. I mean, I'm talking about Connor just for a, a brief moment. He decided that he, he'd rather he'd rather dog on somebody, right? Like I'm just not about that. You is rather, it, yeah. well, is you that his? Be, can we look forward to that? Is that going to happen more in this? Like. Is it that, seems like that's his style, and you're gonna you're gonna have to watch. All right. Ah, watch. well played, grits. <laughs> well played. Hey, we do have a question from uh, one of the uh, someone in the live chat right now. They yeah. want to know straight up who you think would win in a fight: Conor McGregor or Uriah Faber. Ooh, um, good question. Mm. Political answer. That is, man. I don't know if I can answer that, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, who would win? I mean, bre- break it down: Conor and, and Uriah it depends. tomorrow. It depends at what weight class. Oh, nicely done. Yeah, 45. Know, right? 45. At 45, I got to give I give it a slight advantage to, to, to Connor because he's a little bigger. But yeah. they did like a catch weight, and Connor had to suck down to like 140s. I, I give it to Uriah. I think he could do it. Sure, yeah. yeah it's, rock on. it's more Uriah's neighborhood yeah. already than, than that. So I think it's one of those, those, one of those classic matchup styles, man. What When they write the contract out of what they're going to do, man, you know, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the contractor that really makes it who won or lost. Hmm. In the in the Connor match with uh, Money Mendez before, do you think that those takedowns? Uh, do, a lot of people say that you know it exposed Connor. Do you feel like that was uh, the case? A little bit, yeah. you know. Um, you can do it. The thing I think about about uh, MMA, it's kind of crazy, is that everybody has these ideas that this is what this is what the right thing to do is, or this this is the way or the roadmap to win it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think like MMA is like a big ass argument, you know, like <laughs> do whatever you can prove. If you can prove True. this way it works, then do it. And maybe you do it and you prove everybody it works. You know, Ryan, Ryan Hall hit the 50-50 position. And I'm, I'm in most MMA cases, I'd say that's probably not a great position to be in. But he made it work twice. In fact, two fights in a row. You mm-hmm. know, So who's yeah. to say that it can't? But, you know, you take somebody down and... And they're, you know, like if you're really good at jujitsu, you start doing stuff from the bottom to make room or play or whatever. And he didn't really have any answers to make room or do anything. Like he didn't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe he was just waiting for, he's just waiting it out, you know, to, for uh, for Chad to get tired. But yeah, I don't I don't see how you get somebody tired by just laying underneath them, you know. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Uh, let's let's bring it back a, a little bit. Let's talk a bit more. You started to uh, you know mention the team that you're with, MMA Lab, obviously in uh, Arizona. Um, yeah. Names like uh, Benson Henderson, John Tuck, Yaozin Meza, Jocelyn Lieberger, Efrain Escudero, um, John Moraga, and um, and I was going to ask. Well, I, I wasn't quite sure if uh, Joe Riggs. He's still with you there. Yes, yes, he is. Okay, Joe Riggs. all right. And then of course somebody else that almost made it onto the show, Tim Welch. 
Um, talk about uh, two part question actually. I mean, one, talk about the lab and you know how they've made you, you know, built you, uh, build you up to the fighter that you are right now. And then also, I'm curious, what would have happened if you and Tim had both gotten in the house? Uh, well, you know, I think it would have been a lot easier for me if, if Tim would have got in. And, yeah. Uh, I made some friends on the show, and you know, all the guys were really good good guys you know like they're good people and mm-hmm. but at the time you know when you're going through this experience like they weren't my friends yet yeah. they weren't they weren't these people i don't know these people you know i mean i know them now but during the time i didn't and uh you know you for me and this is my this is my battle right this is just it was like me personally my battle but like i just felt alone you know like you have people around you but you're kind of alone like you're alone the whole time and i couldn't talk to my friends or my family or you know, like it was, it's hard for me, you know, being around people and, and still feeling like I'm alone, you know? Yeah. So I think having Tim would have been around would have actually helped me out because I would have had like, you know, a little, little support system to lean on mm-hmm. versus just kind of. Well, what if you guys had gotten to a, a, a match together though? We sparred. It happens, yeah? you know? Okay. That's just something we would have gone out there and done our thing and we sparred, you know, he's, he's banged on me a little bit and I banged on him a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're still you're still at your home gym, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Got it. Um, whoa, come on! Whoa, now. yeah. Wow. That was, turn off nothing. the phone. That was nothing. Yeah. That was nothing. Oh, thank. Uh, <laughs> Strudel boy. I can't believe that's on. <laughs> no plans to leave, right? You seem pretty happy and content with how your progress is going there. You know, there's a little story. Before, I was actually a. Uh, you know, the, the, I leave, coming back from the show. You know, um, I came back a little richer. Um, just for the fact that I've I've never trained anywhere else, really. Um, I'm I'm homegrown. I've only trained at one place, and uh, mm-hmm. getting getting away actually kind of opened. Like, getting away was really important for me um, for a lot of reasons, man. I've never been anywhere else, so you know, kind of opened my eyes to just you know what was out there and what was important to me. And I sort of lost sight of some things. I went into the show personally in my personal life. I was I was pretty upset and mad at the world and myself and my life and. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was still mad when I was in, in the show, and uh, when I came back, I was I was much happier just just to kind of take another look and another breather, you know, what I actually had around me and was taking for granted. Oh wow, that's fantastic! New perspective, yeah. fresh yeah, eyes. Thank you, thank you for the, and oh, the honesty is wonderful. I had I had a smile on my face for like four or five days, just Aww. straight, like it never left my face. I just smiled Aww. the whole time, cheesing. Everybody was asking, "What are you? What are you so excited? Well, you never smiled this much." Yeah, you should I'm see like, a doctor about so that. Happy. So do you have? So do you have? Because that opened up your eyes. Do you have any more travel plans in terms of maybe checking out friends' gyms for just fun, just for a few days, or anything oh, like no, that? For sure, you know, like I need to definitely get out and you know go hang out. Like some of that's you know traveling to train is also a little vacay to just you know get out of your normal right. circle. But and that's really that's what that is for me. But I do I definitely have some plans to get out and uh, go go train around. Ed, Ed was it. one of the guys that I was planning on getting with and uh, getting some uh, some work with. I love it. Well, it's it's getting late. I want to say, we all, quick, uh, on behalf quick, of everybody, oh, quick, you do have a quick question quick before thing, we say quick, goodbye? And I want, like, quick answers. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. All right, it's from okay. the couch. Quick from answers, the couch. Grits. Quick I, just, answers, I, I want to ask you, uh, favorite fighter ever yeah. or, or growing up, and what was your favorite, like, maybe favorite fight that you watch when you're coming into the sport that you can remember? You know, uh, <sighs> Hoist Gracie, you know, the first, the first fight. Uh, Ken Shamrock, Nick Diaz would be a big favorite of mine. Uh, Kenny Florian, mm-hmm. um, those couple favorite fighters. Uh, Diego Sanchez in his earlier days when he fought Carl Parisian, it's one of like the gnarliest fights ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Shoot. Uh, good one. That's a, <laughs> I was going to say, good it's a good one. Decent list right, right there, my friend. Got a great list yes, there, yeah. That's a hell of a list. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you have any more, Jared? No, no, but it, it's, I'm, I am going to bring a new rapid fire uh, session are. to the show. I, I love, like that. We love rapid fire. Yeah. Um, Chris, thank you so much for joining us and talking with us about this week's episode, and congratulations on the win. Thank you very much, guys. Ah, great. enjoyed having you. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. Take care, man. Bye. Later. Bye. Another well, week. Uh, this is great. We're getting like, I mean, we we had some, like, we had everyone from the show last year. Yep. But this season, it feels like, like last week, we're just getting some like real honest answers from yeah. these guys, yeah. and they're really opening up. And I think they really picked a good group this year. You know, with that, and also, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if a lot of it last year or last season. The Black Zillions versus ATT. Mm-hmm. Got it right. Don't have to take did. a shot there. Um, team versus team. Everyone is towing the party line. This mm-hmm. season, it's everybody out for themselves. Even though we start out with Team Europe versus Team Faber, sure. at a certain point, at every point, you know, we're just choosing to ignore because we can for the moment, the fighters that is, yeah. that this is an elimination tournament. So guys have their own stories. They have their own gyms that they're loyal to here, obviously. Right. Um, there's, there's more for us to, to digest and to chew up. The whole thing is it's chunkier. It's more for us to play with. Chewy, chunky. Yeah. Chewy, chunky. chunky. Yeah, yeah. Chunky, we just need chewy. more entertaining episodes hopefully coming up. Yeah, but I well, got that say, watermelon episode coming. That's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Coach's <laughs> challenge. But at least these fighters, are, they are they're really great people so I'm far. Really We've been honest, like, wonderful yeah. answers. and mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's been really great. Yeah, this is my this is my first season up. with you guys, and I'm just I'm having a great time. Yeah, everyone's been wonderful. You're so much fun! Oh, yeah. we're having a love fest here. Oh. Late night. And, and, and the nickname is the couch. We so, got the couch. Yeah, they, I'm the couch. <laughs> You're the couch <laughs> now. Uh, I had a quick question for one of you guys, or whoever yeah. might know it. What? What's? Do they call it a sudden victory? Yes. Because I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I they, really. I really feel like they're trying to make a point because it's sudden right. death. Like, yeah. you, you don't want to be the loser, but I feel like they're trying to be too cool with this whole sudden victory. Like, whoa, a, suddenly I won. It's a stupid line in general. Obviously, you know, it's there's there are two round matches to avoid it being an official yeah. um, match. It's considered an exhibition. Yeah. But if yeah. you need to do the third round, even though I think technically in some ways that could be construed as a three-round fight and something official – that's not going to be the case for all the other matches, and you've got to keep them, you know, as, as even as possible in terms of at least setting up the match. So it's almost like it becomes a separate match unto itself, or it's at least a separate round where the decision is supposedly made in that single round. Why the name? Why though? the name? Why sudden victory. Name. You think they could have found someone, you know, paid someone to come up with something better, right? Shoe sudden death. Oh that's that's worked fine for years. Yeah. I, I think they don't want to say death in a cage fight. Well, <laughs> Bring, all you know, right. Tie, take, right, it back, take it back. Take it back. Fifteen, you know twenty what? years. You, you know? just convinced me. Good. That's a good idea. That's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. I now I agree. How about the NOS overtime? <laughs> the NOS overtime. There you go. Yes. Okay, I'm NOS. Okay. Well, when they announce the next fight next week, it's Toothless Tom. Toothless Tom. Malekio. Uh, that's Galecchio. the couch's favorite. Mm-hmm. No. So versus Marson who? Marson Galek. Galecchio? Oh, Marson. No. Uh, Marson. No. They said Galecchio. What is it? Tom Galecchio. Tom Galecchio. Marson. Marson. Russ. Russ. I asked. Someone said Galecchio. Russ. Russ. Martin. Russ. 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 Russ.
maybe you should, you know, he said, maybe you yeah. should start showing up to your morning workouts. Like, burn. Uriah finally got him. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Finally. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, he's going to be gloating over that during study hall. <laughs> Tanjay, where can we find you at? You can find me tomorrow at the New Beverly Cinema for the double feature, Five Fingers of Death and the White Fist of Lotus. All right, the, st- <laughs> the strudel here, I guess. I'm now awesome. the strudel. All right, the strudel, you can find me at, at Kaiba Cat. At Kaiba Cat, K-A-I-B-A-C-A-T. Meow. That's on Twitter, Instagram, all the shebang. The strudel has spoken. Jared on the couch. The couch. Hey, you can find me on the couch here and on the internet at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. I'll be tweeting and... Uh, Having lots of fun with my friends online. <laughs> and I'm at Siri Serrano on everything. Next you week's find your me name. everywhere. Yes, we'll see. She Including- loves Wednesdays. Thank you so much for joining us. You're absolutely correct, Jared. I love yeah. Wednesdays. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Strudel boy, you later. Strudel. I was Strudel. Done. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.